Welcome to Hot Springs Village Inside Out, a weekly podcast where Hot Springs Village, Arkansas is the star. Join me, Randy Cantrell, and my co-host Dennis Simpson as we discuss the history, facts, people, places, events, lots more surrounding Hot Springs Village, Arkansas. Visit the website at hotspringsvillageinsideout.com. Today's show is brought to you by Central Arkansas's favorite radio station, KVRE. Find them on the dial at 92.9 FM. Stream them live at kvre.com. And another episode of Hot Springs Village Inside Out with myself, Dennis Simpson, Mr. Randy Cantrell, and one of our favorite guests, Mr. Ricky Middleton. How are you today, Ricky? Doing fine, Dennis. Randy, how are you doing? Doing great, and you sound good today, too. It's that headset. All right. You did a good job, Dennis. We have distributed these headsets to important people, and then we tell them that they're indebted to us because we have to let them back on the show. You'll have to come back to pay off your debt, you know? Okay. Leash. It's a leash, leash. the electronic leash. Yeah, Yeah, the leash policy. (laughs) Exactly. Well, listen, you know, of all the programs we've talked about, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago when we had you on before, the Citizens Academy, the Citizens Police Academy, it intrigues me. And tell me more about this, Ricky. What are we doing? Well, it it started in 2014, fall of 2014. We came up with a program to try to uh, encourage residents to learn more about the public safety in the village. So we put together a little class. Uh, Currently, the class is eight weeks long, one night a week. Going to start March 31st, uh, coming up pretty quick. What night of the week? What night of the week? That's a Thursday night, and uh, we start at 6 o'clock and runs to about 8 o'clock. Sometimes it goes a little longer, depending on how how the folks engage and what we're talking about. But uh, we do that for eight weeks. And uh, what was the starting date again? March what? March 31st. It's Thursday night. And, and if I can, I know we keep interrupting, but it's at the police training center, which most people don't know we have a police training center. Right. 301 Balearic Road. Actually, it's right beside the big Catholic church. It's right beside it, the it's, Catholic church going into an old, the Coronado Center. It's an old convenience store that we've converted. And I was then there for a meeting this last week, and it's really nice. I was impressed. Yes. It's well, a, it has a, a big sign out front that says police. Does <laughs> big, it? big blue sign. It does. The police training. <laughs> yeah. Nobody reads anymore, Randy. Nobody reads. Uh, well, even I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so so it's an eight-week course starting on Thursday night, March 31st. And, and the first night, I, I introduce myself, and then we start off by talking about the police department. You know, and I love to engage the people. So I I ask them questions. How many officers do we have in the village? You know, and very few people know Uh, we have 21 certified positions. And then we uh, talk about uh, administratively what we do. You know, the police department, we're not a municipality. So most people who move here move from a municipal type background. So this is a little different. You know, and I keep saying we're unique, but we are. We're very unique. So we we talk about uh, how municipalities function, about how the village draws its authority. You know, we're deputized by the Garland and Saline County Sheriff to be be officers in a planned community. So uh, I try to let the folks know how we function as a police department. Okay, and and it's very foreign. I mean, we we enforce. The Title 27, which is the rules of the road, the Arkansas Highway Rules of the Road on our private streets. Not heard of. Okay. Well, and, and let's be frank about this. We choose to enforce those rules. Yes. If because, we chose not to, we could have 90 mile an hour limits out here. Exactly. Or none. 
Exactly. Because this is this is the world's, as I use the term, this is the world's largest backyard. Well, in 1983, there was some law passed that allowed the sheriffs to commission officers in plain community. Mm -hmm. And also, if the board wanted to adopt the rules of the road at that time, we could and we could enforce them. And they did. Mm -hmm. So that's how we draw our authority to enforce the rules on these private roads. And most people would. Why would we have to even discuss this? Because we're not a city. That's we're right. not a municipality. We're not a municipality. We're, we're not a, a police department by statute, you know, so things are a little bit different. Uh, so we talk about that and then people engage and want to know how do we function? Okay. Our police department is paid by the property owner association by the dues that you pay. We do not get any outside funding. We don't qualify for state or federal grants. You know, everything, when, when they say you work for us, we do. You know, mm -hmm. because every dime is paid for by the property owners, you know, and then folks that have a hard time understanding, you know, every other police department in the world gets this outside funding, but, but we don't. So there again, we're kind of limited on some of the, the toys that we have. I mean, we have good equipment and, and for us, it works great. But well, know? let's come back here in just a second. I'm, I'm going to circle back around about how we got this good equipment. But but to, to be explicitly clear, and I don't want to give the course, uh, we're just going to go over the over the high tides of it here. But to be explicitly clear, when when someone who's in the village says we pay our tax dollars pay for you, they're wrong. They're wrong. It's the assessment dollars that pay for us. Okay. okay. There, there's and, and, there's and no tax the, dollars that come back to the village. Yeah. And, and that's hard for a lot of people to understand, but because we're a private community, why would, why would any taxable authority, why would they give a private corporation money? Correct. You, you know, know, they can't. That's understandable. But the other thing is you mentioned earlier when, when we've been to lunch of several times. And one of the things you said one time was that, that the outside world has laws. We have policies. We have a mixture of both. Okay. Yeah, sure. And and we get into that as well. What what is the difference between law and what is the difference between policy? Because the two can't can't intermix because you know, with law, we have to have probable cause to to enforce law. Where a policy is an administrative uh you can enforce it by administrative fines through so, through the company, through the POA. So let's split a hair. I have a fire pit in the backyard. And that, that that's a policy violation? Maybe. If, if okay. I have an open fire pit, I'm sorry. Okay. I just, yeah. So I, I always love to complicate things, Dennis, because. Because <laughs> they are. They're right. complicated. I mean, there's black and white and a lot of gray in between. <laughs> so you're correct that that's a policy unless there is a burn ban in the county. Now we have a county ordinance that we oh. can enforce. So there's many, many things that when we go out and, and take that call, we have to look at, okay, is it policy? Is it law? Is it ordinance? You know, just where does the, does it lie? So yeah, there's, there's a lot of gray in there and we have to figure out where it's at. I get confused and I apologize. I've got, this makes even more questions and that's why you and I always talk about these things. Uh, so the first episode, the first week is we basically cover the the format and the structure. Right. And our officers, they're certified officers. We send them to the uh, Academy in East Camden, Arkansas for 13 weeks. If they're not certified, they will come out with a basic certification. And then we do a 12 week field training officer program. So for about 25 weeks, that officer's in training if he's not certified. 
Okay. So, I mean, that's, that's a lot of training that goes on. So, so to get a police officer in from zero ground, we have six months invested in them. Pretty much. Yeah. Wow. Now in Arkansas, uh, and Randy, you appreciate this being from Texas in Texas, you can go to school and get a peace officer's license. Then you get a job in Arkansas. You must have a job and they send you to school to get your education. So, I mean, it's, it's totally different. A lot of folks don't know that. So, yeah. So and, that's, and that's at a cost of what? Other than you're obviously paying them while they're being trained. Right. We pay their salaries. We pay for uh, their clothing to be to use the things that they need to attend the academy. Uh, and then the state picks up the rest. Hmm. Now, one of the things that I got passed last year through legislation with uh, Representative McGrew, and he's great to help me out, if they if we put them through the academy and they decide they're going to leave within 18 months, then the agency that hires them must reimburse us a percentage of our training cost because we're, we're training ground, you know, guys come here, they get certified and they move on to other agencies. So now at least I can recoup by law because we, there was a law in place, but it didn't include planned communities. Yeah. Oh, really? Yes. So what I did is ask uh, Representative McGrew if we could add a, another paragraph to that of planned communities, more than 5,000 residents. Okay. There's only two of us, which is Diamond Head and, and Hot Springs Village. So we were able to get that law passed. So now we have a little bit of teeth to hold these guys when we send them to school. Well, let's cut to the chase, and, and because I know there's a lot of preconceptions, and I want to just address it immediately. We are not without crime. We said this in the last show. We do have roughly, I'm going to guess, one-eighth of the crime of national places, but that's not to say we're without crime. But this is, as I understand it, a fantastic place to start as a policeman. Sure. It I is. mean, you're, 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 you know, it's the cat in the tree thing, if you know what I mean, but still it's a great way to get 18 months under your belt for free and get paid for it and then move to Benton or move to hot Springs or wherever else, you know? Yes. And, uh, it is good experience here. We, we do a good job hiring folks and we do a good job of training folks. So when, when they reach that stage, they're very desirable by other agencies, you know? So, I mean, in that's that's hard on us because you know we're losing these guys because they're moving on but there again if they're better in themselves i'm not going to hold a guy back if he's going to a better job where he can advance you know i'll help him and support him him or her any way i can is our pay is our pay commensurate with others it is now this last year we got our pay up where we can compete with the county we lose a lot of folks to the county and the county loses to the city and the city loses state police you know and uh, you know that's kind of the way it is uh, game and fish well i want to i want to come back to something that we're just you know we're just cutting to the chase here uh the governor of arkansas asa hutchinson said that every police officer in the state is getting a $5000 bonus Except for the guys in Hot Springs Village, I suspect, right? I have not heard that, Dennis. I would, I'd like to see that law, see what uh, they're doing. They're, yeah, they got $45 million set aside for it. And then it just it dawned on me, that's for regular municipal police. Yeah. And I bet you guys don't qualify. And I, if sorry. If it says municipal or county, then we will not. 
Oh, amazing. Okay, okay. Wait, week yeah. one, week two, what do we go through next? Okay, week two, time out, talk- time out, time out. Okay. Week one, uh, first night, what's the aha? What's the aha of the citizens that attend <laughs> this? And how many questions do you field? Well, the first thing I do is ask them where they're from, because we have uh, people who attend from all over the country. Okay. And yeah. I, uh, I encourage folks to engage because they, they want to know or they wouldn't be there. Okay, so this is a very relaxed setting. So anyone who's who's watching this and you want to participate, I like to have fun. I like to engage you just like I do with Dennis when we're out. He questions me. I question him. And that's how you learn things. So if you have a question, ask me. I may not know the answer, but I'll find it. And the next session, I'll come back and say, okay, here's what I've located, you know, because our Dennis was commenting on the books I put under my laptop. Our, our law books are very thick. Okay. And sometimes it's hard to remember all those statutes, you know, so people want to know, well, where I came from, we did this. Okay. You're in Arkansas now, you know, and the things are a little bit different here. They're very similar, but they're not totally the same. But the, so, whole, PO, but the whole POA thing, I would think that that, that first Thursday, I mean, people are, have got to be just gobsmacked, I would think, mostly, and have way more questions that first night just because of what you're hitting them with. Well, sure. And uh, they do want to know, you know, because of the POA and their accustomed to ordinances, you know, I get a lot of questions like the fire pit, you know, and things like that. So we, we talk about policies and law. And then that usually goes into the second week, too, because this is a lot of information to cover, you know, in two hours. I mean, you know, we're doing a show here and we're just going to hit the highlights. Right. You know, so when you delve down into it, I mean, there's a lot of information that people want to know because they're now living in a community that seems to be a little bit different than where they were. You have to limit the enrollment of, of this. I try to limit to 40 people, the, the training center, 40 is a good number. Uh, I've have held it in the Coronado center in the big room and had, you know, 50 plus, uh, but that's, you know, I like to keep the smaller groups because it's a little more personal. Yeah. Uh, we've since, uh, 2014, we've put 414 people through the program. Wow. Yes. Wow. And, and I'm, I'm not going to be a spoiler yet, but I'll tell you, anybody who's listening or watching, stay tuned because there's even bigger stuff at the end, because typically these um, graduates uh, give back to the community in an exceptional way. And we'll come to that in a minute. But uh, so the first week, we would say the gobsmack is the POA. The, the POA, second week, I'm sorry, laws and uh, criminal law, traffic laws there. Again, it's a continuation of the policies, because after the first night, people have more questions. Yeah. So the yeah. second second night, you know, they're coming in with all these questions that they won't answer now about policies because they've had time to think about what I tell them. You know, so we we talk about policies, traffic law and criminal law, because the two laws are different. You know, traffic is different than criminal civil is a whole nother area. So, and, and a lot of the uh, POA things are civil because it doesn't meet the criminal statute. So we talk about that. And then we get into, well, where I come from, I have a uh, smoke colored, uh, uh, little license plate cover and that's legal in my state. But when I come to Arkansas, I get stopped and get a ticket. Yes, because it's illegal in Arkansas. 
you know, and so there's things like that, you know, where I come from, open carry, concealed carry. We talk a lot about that uh, because people want to know what can I do here to stay out of trouble with the law? You know, so we get a lot of questions like that. And and that takes, you know, an hour just to talk about <laughs> concealed carry and open carry, you know, and but and, but, but and watch here. I'm going to split a hair. But but Ricky, I'm on a journey. Yes, I'm on a journey. <clears throat> Okay, so <laughs> we won't even go there. We, and Randy, what I mean to tell well, you, in the state of journey, Arkansas, what do you mean? Well, in the state of Arkansas, if you're carrying open carry and you're going from one county to another, you can say I'm on a journey. Well, I, hell, I'm, I'm three miles from the county line. I'm on a journey from here to every time I cross the village, I'm on a way to a journey. Okay. Anyway, I'm, I'm trying to split hairs and Ricky well, knows where I'm going. And the law used to say you had to leave the county in which you live, which it doesn't say that anymore. Well, so, really? So I can right. just be on it. Okay. So I, I actually put these laws up on the, the TV screen so they can look at them. Uh, Lexus Nexus is a wonderful website that you can go to, to look up state laws, mm-hmm. you know, and you don't, you don't have to take my word for it. Here's the website. Here's, you can look up the statute, you know, and read it for yourself. You know, every and attorney you, I know has a Lexus Nexus account. Every, oh, attorney. absolutely. Yeah. You know, and you're looking at black and white, but still there's a lot of gray. Okay. Because everybody interprets it different. They'll pick up on one word and say, that's what it means. No, you you do you cover moonshining or anything? (laughs) That's not a big problem anymore. It was, but it's not right. Last last lunch we had, I brought this up, Randy. I I know he said he likes to have fun. So I'm just trying to moonshine, man. Sure. I mean, and we did, you know, years ago, there was a steel that was, you know, busted out of the village, you know, back when Charlie Davis and some of those officers were here, you know, that's been many, many years ago. Uh, so we don't talk a whole lot about moonshine and, and, and that stuff, but, uh, you know, and people we're not wanna, that far back in the woods, right? right. We're not that far back. Right. <laughs> But people do want to know what they need to do, what's different in Arkansas than where they come from so that they do not violate the law. You know, so we talk about those things. Well, I, I want to what, move what, on to the what next prompt, point. What prompted this whole, this whole thing? And then I'm going to let Dennis pick it up. What prompted this, this whole initiative to do this Citizens Tr- Police Academy? Trying to engage the public. You know, I call it building my army one supporter at a time. Because sometimes I get people who come to the classes who they have their agenda, you know, will be quite frank, and they want to challenge me. And I welcome the challenge, you know, because I've been in this business 34 years. So let's let's get out there and let's talk about it and let's get it settled. And, you know, they don't have a question you haven't heard, Ricky. Right. And, you know, (laughs) we may agree or we may agree to disagree, you know, uh, because there again, everybody interprets it just a little bit different. You know, that's why we have lawyers and judges. They, they have the final say. Was this formed on, uh, was this founded off of a similar program somewhere else? Or did you just think this up or what? No, this has been going, there's lots of departments all over the country that do it. And uh, so we thought this would just be a good program to, to introduce here in the village and, and engage our residents, try to educate them. And, uh, you know, the, the better we can educate them, the, the smoother it should run, you know, because uh, if you know what the rules are, most people, they, they want to go by the rules if they know what the rules are. So if you can explain it to them and make it clear where they have no doubt, most folks, they, they want to abide by it. 
And you're going to do this how many times a year? I try to do it two times a year, uh, usually the last of March. And then again, uh, after school starts back in session, you know, after everybody's through traveling. Mm -hmm. Uh, So hopefully COVID will leave us alone and and we'll be able to, uh, uh, you know, hold the classes and and have a good turnout. So so now the Uh, second show, the second class around that time, you've told me before, and we haven't gone through all this. I just know what the next step is. And this one, to me, I thought was genius and fascinating. And you said that you invite the corner in. I do. He's, uh, he's about week six because also I invite the fire department in, let them talk about the programs they provide for the village residents and, uh, show and tell their, their fire equipment. That's always a, a popular night. Uh, I bring my patrol officers in and let them show the equipment they carry on their belt. Let them go through, look at the patrol car to see what we do there. Let them hear stories from the patrolman, you know, and engage with them. And then also do that with criminal investigations. You know, we explain the fingerprinting process and it's not like on TV where in 30 minutes, we're going to have the results of all these tests. That's, that's not, that's TV, you know, and we try to explain to him the processes of uh, getting a warrant, why we have to have warrants. You know, we can't just uh, stop you and detain you for no reason, you know? So we try to educate folks on how we interact, uh, you know, and we talk about the stopping, you know, we have 15 minutes to conduct our business. I mean, we're not hiding anything in law enforcement. Everybody should know what their rights are. And we try to tell you, here, here's what to expect if you encounter one of our officers, you know, so that they will know, because a lot of folks have never been stopped. It's amazing the number of village residents that have not been stopped, you know, in, in their lifetime. So they need to know what to expect when they encounter an officer. I wish I could say that. <laughs> well, Randy, Randy, maybe you ought to come be a guest speaker. I, I haven't been classes. stopped inside the village now. <laughs> But I, but I have been stopped before. Now, two trips story, ago, Randy. Last yeah, trip. So two trips ago. True story, Ricky. So I'm, you know, and I'm, I'm just, I'm just lost in thought. Rhonda's over there. She's sewing on something, you know, doing needlework or something. And I'm just following a, I don't know. You know, speed limit seventy five. I'm not paying attention at all, and I'm the last of maybe five cars. We're all four or five car lengths apart, just going highway speed. And, you know, and of course it's the highway's just crazy, a lot of trucks and I'm in the, I'm in the passing lane. And the next thing, you know, I got a black, I got a black SUV behind me with grill lights going off. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I have just passed a trooper. How in the world do you pass a trooper on the highway? But I'm like, well, these cars in front of me. Exactly. Why am I being victimized I could, well, here? No, I, did, I wasn't thinking that. I was guilty as charged. But I was thinking, you know, I passed him. They had to pass him. Super friendly, super friendly guy. Just said, where are you headed? I said, Hot Springs Village. He said, it'll still it'll still be there. And I said, I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. So uh, he, he let me off. But, yeah, I'm, I'm not one of those that has never experienced being pulled over. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, it, so week two, we get the, we get the ones we can there, Randy. We yeah, can't yeah. get them all. We get the ones we can. Yeah. Well, I'm experienced. I could, <laughs> yeah, I could, I could participate in the class for a brief period of time. Uh, okay. So we, so week one, just step us through the subject matter of each week. 
Because that's so I think that's where Dennis was headed. So week yes. two is so week two. That's the policies, the laws, and the traffic laws. Week three is patrol operations. Bring in the patrolmen and let them talk. Week four is usually the fire department and our criminal investigations. Week five, we try to get dispatch in and let them talk about what they do in the dispatch. You know, and and go through our smart nine one one program and the programs that we offer because dispatch handles a lot of those. And uh, let them have the that, opportunity. What does that call volume look like to you guys? I mean, can you give us some sense of? Uh, we we answer about five thousand calls a year. Okay. Yeah, well, we let, res- let me interject. We respond let, to about five thousand. Let me interject. The other day, I called uh, Megan Thursday week. I was telling her about an extremely slick patch. And the, Megan the is dispatcher. Megan was one of the dispatchers. Excellent. Excellent. She repeated the information back to me, Ricky. She said it again. Exactly. I'm driving back home from Little Rock last night. I'm driving in front of the POA. I come around the corner. You know, there's a bunch of little quick hills and whatever. Next thing you know, there's a pardon the term listener. There's a bloody mess in the middle of the road and I straddle it. Well, it dawned on me. That's a deer. And then I thought, you know, if I had been literally a quarter second later, I wouldn't have missed that. Right. So I dialed, and I've given this number out incorrectly before, so I will correct myself. I dialed 501-922-0011, 922-0011, the non-emergency number. Megan immediately answered. She said, what is your emer- what, you know, what's your issue? How can dispatch? How can I help you? I said, on the westbound lane, about a, half, about a quarter of a mile west of the POA, blah, 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 blah. She said, I'll have one of our, our, our uh, patrol officers go by and take a look at it. And I know this sounds silly, and I know they're not doing this in a major city, but it doesn't surprise me, Ricky. I mean, your officers go out there and remove a dead carcass, I'm assuming, if Absolutely. it's after hours. Because I mean, it's a traffic hazard. Do, do, I mean, do they have chainsaws in the car to cut trees or whatever? Because these uh, guys actually, do it all. Actually, we do have ch- two chainsaws that are available. Uh, we give them training on how to be safe with them. <clears throat> uh, so think, you know, and that's what we talk about, too. At two o'clock in the morning. Why would we call out public works to cut up a tree that's two inches in diameter that we could take care of? I mean, now, if it's beyond their expertise, I don't want them to do it. I don't want to do something that's unsafe, you know, but we are the true community police department. And that's also unique to us because other departments don't have time to do these things that we do. But that's what makes this great uh, place so great is that we do have time to to help these folks and and what their needs are, you know. And um, so it takes a special officer to work in this community, you know. And when I when I interview, we go through all this, you know. I try to tell them up front exactly what you're getting into, and if this is not what you're looking for, then this is not the place for you. So dispatch, we're up to week what? Uh, we're up to week five. Dispatch, uh, animal control compliance. You know, we try to get all those in that night. Uh, we explain how the, uh, when you call for a, an ambulance and you hit the 911, they answer, what is your emergency? And then you're going to hear a click. And what that is, they're transferring them to LifeNet. It's a one-button transfer. So a lot of people, when they hear that click, they think they're being, uh, the phone's being hanged up, you know, and that's not the case at all. So we don't want them to, to hang up on us. So we try to educate folks. When you hear that click, we're transferring. You stay on the line. The next person gets online. They get all the information they need to, to send an ambulance. 
So there's little things like that that we promote in the community that that folks need to know. Well, let me let me boot to that real quick. We were we had the uh, LifeNet guys at the Rotary, the satellite Rotary last week or week before last, and they were fantastic. I am impressed with these guys. It's deeply impressed, and they did make note that when you're given that information and they're saying, "What? No, just just send somebody. Just send somebody." There are two dispatchers at LifeNet, and one of them has somebody on the way, and the other one is getting all the details. So just breathe and give yes. them all the details, and they are on the way. That's right. With that information is critical to them, you know, for their response and the guys are on their way. So, and I know it's a high stress, emotional issue, but you know, help is coming. So, so, so that's week six and then week seven, week uh, seven, we talked uh, corner great program. I mean, and it's, it's kind of a uh, topic that's a little bit hard to talk about. But there again, people need to know what to do when they have a death in the family, what to expect, the paperwork to fill out, you know, and things. And Stuart Smedley, he, he's usually my guest speaker. He does a fantastic job talking about what the coroner office does. Now, is that Saline County? Garland. Garland County Coroner. Garland. Uh, me and Stuart, we go back to, <clears throat> to, to day one. So, but he's, he's really good at what he does. And, uh, he works with the officers when we have a death to explain to them what we're seeing. So, I mean, it's, it's, I, I love that relationship with the coroner that we have both counties. I've had, you know, both corners come out and talk. Uh, so Kevin Cleghorn, Sling County, he's a good guy too, works with the officers. Uh, so, and then the next week, I have a special guest speaker, and this one will really make folks emotional. Do you remember Chad King, who's the Mountain Pine chief who responded to a trespasser call near his home and uh, ended up in a, a gun battle, and uh, he survived? Uh, he is gracious enough to come out and talk to folks as to what he experienced and uh, a really, really good program uh, because it drives it home, just how dangerous police work is. And then uh, I finally, after several meetings, got his wife to get up and, and talk about how it affects the spouses, you know, because we forget about them, you know, and, and they're a big part of police work, too. I mean, without the spouse's support, uh, it's, it's tough for us to do our job. So that that's a great meeting there. And then the last night, uh, we have a Milo simulator. And uh, I give the folks an opportunity to be a police officer for a few minutes and let them make a call. We'll play a scenario, and uh, they have to decide what type force they're going to use, whether it's deadly or non-deadly. You know, can they talk them down? And this system, I can manipulate it so I can change the end results. It's never okay. the same. So it's unpredictable. It's unpredictable. If they're, if they're engaging well <clears throat> and talking, I may make it a non uh, use of force scenario. They talked them down. They did what they're supposed to do, you know, but if they're not engaging, then we'll go with a deadly force scenario and okay, I'm sorry, but you don't go home tonight. You know, you didn't respond. You're the, the officer. And, and I know we've, we've said this before, Randy, uh, uh, Ricky, and I apologize. It's a plastic gun, it's a screen, it's a couple of cameras, and it's some speakers, 
and people are still just frozen. And I can, I can imagine, I mean, because it's so realistic, you get a clue of what you would do in this scenario. Yes. It's easy to watch a police video on television and go, Oh, they should have really, really. Yeah. When you're there and, and while I'm going through some of the scenarios, I can hear the people breathing hard. I can tell that their hearts racing, you know, the adrenaline's dumping, you know, because you do get caught up in the moment because they're, they're really, it's a really good system and the scenarios, you know, it's a big screen. And if you get into it, it's, it's very realistic, you know, and, uh, it, it is a really good tool, uh, that was purchased by the next topic. Uh, I also let my citizens police Academy alumni, uh, talk on the last night, because as a graduate of this class, now we're looking for folks who want to volunteer and participate. Uh, I believe it was the second class, first or second class, one of the property owners after, you know, we don't get grants and so forth. What can we do to help? What can we do to help you? The typical villager response. Exactly. Well, seriously, seriously. Sure. I mean, these, these are supporters. What can we, how can we help you? And one of the guys had a son who was an attorney, and he said, what if we could form a 501c3 and collect donations? Because as POA, you know, we can't give you a, a tax write-off. So a lot of people don't want to, you know, donate unless they can get something out of it. Sure. But uh, so they did. They formed a 501c3. And its sole purpose is to support the operation of the police department. And uh, that in itself Great, great group. Uh, they've provided us with a lot of equipment. Um, and, and roughly, roughly, I know they have a golf tournament that's a fundraiser, and I know they do a lot of other things. Roughly how much have they generated? They, the number was around 150000 uh, that they've raised just for the police department. You know, they bought new shotguns, new rifles, uh, body cameras. I mean, the list just goes on and on and on of things that uh, we may not have had uh, if it had not been for the private donations. Uh, besides that, now they become my my army of supporters, my my volunteer workforce. OK, uh, there's about one hundred and forty something members, I believe now uh, pay a pay a yearly due. And uh, we, we do fun things. We do a trunk or treat at the police department on Halloween. They dress up, you know, they open up the trunks of their cars and uh, it's really engaging, you know, because we get 150, 200, you know, kids that come through here on Halloween night. There's 150 kids in the village. Absolutely. That's no, actually there's about uh, eight or nine, eight or nine hundred. I know. I'm right. just joking. Right. But, uh, and that's, you know, people love it when they can bring their, their children to a safe place where they know that they're, they're going to get treats that they can trust, you know, us. So that's, that's a good program. They also bought an electronic fingerprinting machine. Uh, and we have a, a thing that we come up with called a child identification. And I don't know if you can. Mm, yeah. yeah. Okay. So what we do is uh, we we go to the daycares. Uh, we have events where uh, people can bring their kids, their grandkids, and we will fingerprint them. 
And that, that's always the challenge getting a, you know, a six month <laughs> old or a year old child to cooperate with you. But we put that on this card and then we give them the card to take to their dentist, uh, take a hair sample for DNA attached to it, uh, put their medical information on there. And then they put this in a safe place. We don't keep any information. Our computer clears at midnight and wipes out everything that we do. We don't want the information. We want you to have it available. So if something happens to your child, that we have the information we need, you know, to help find the child or if a recovery is made, is it actually your child? Okay. So, I mean, the great program and my volunteers helped me run that. Uh, they help with the fingerprinting. So we actually also created an adult identification for all timer patients, uh, for anybody who wants to be fingerprinted in case they need this sheet with all this information in case something happens to them. Uh, just, just a sideline here for me and Randy, what would you do for the hair sample? I'm kind of concerned that, you know, I don't know that Randy, oh, his beard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anywhere you can get a root, the uh, DNA is on the root. Okay. So ears, okay ears, right. ears, yeah. ears, nose. Yeah, out of the nose. That's always painful. But uh, so that's, that's awesome, though. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. is. Now, hang on. And I, I, if I'm not mistaken, because one of my buddies, I think, helped with this. What about the vial of life? Yes. Uh, the uh, Rotary Club mm-hmm. provide Spence. us. Spence, he, he provides us with vial of life canisters and, and we hand those out. We have them at the training center. We have them here at the PD. That's a, uh, a program where you put your medical information on a piece of paper and you put a sticker on your door so that when first responders come, they know to look in your refrigerator for that information. Uh, so that's a great program there too, that we, we help facilitate. So it would say what medications you're on. It would say medications, any special, uh, thing that you may want the paramedics to know any type of illnesses that you have, uh, because a lot of times people are unresponsive when we get there. So anything you can do to give those guys, you know, the knowledge of, okay, this may be, and you know, and they have their protocols to go through, but it's just a way for you to help us help you. Now we're, we're recording this on the 15th as of the 17th, this is probably going to roll out unless there's a change. We don't know of that's the 17th of of February. And as of this moment, Ricky, how many people do you have? Do how many seats do you have available right now? I have not advertised it. I do have some applications that we have taken previously and we'll start Mm -hmm. making phone calls. So right now we have 40 positions open. So now uh, now you say an application, I just can't walk in the door and say, Hey, it's me. You know, you can, but we're going to give you a piece of paper and say, if you would fill this out for us, you know, uh, because there again, uh, we, we do a a little in-house background, you know, to see if there's any issues. We ask you why you're there. What, what piques your interest in this class? Okay. Because that's good to know, you know, why do folks want this class? And it seems to be a very popular class. So why, why do you want to come? You know, well, let uh, me tell you a, a sideline story here, Ricky, if you don't mind, you know, I'm a licensed manager for security for the state of Arkansas. So I go to security wholesale places and retail places. And so we're, we're picking up parts and whatever. And the guy tells me a story one time. We're always looking for good electronic installers, camera installers, security alarm installers, you know, people that are good, worst, trusty, worthwhile people. And, uh, <clears throat> 
one of the guys behind the counter said that he used to run a security company and he found a good guy in one of the stores one time. And he said, there's a young, young man in his twenties. He said, why don't you come down with me to the police station, to the, to the Arkansas state police, we'll get you fingerprinted. I'll set you up in his apprentice and I can make you a great security guy with a great living. And the guy said, man, that's a great idea. And they went down to the police station. They went down to, you know, number, number one, Arkansas state police drive walked in and the guy renewed his form and he filled out a new form for an apprentice and the guy got fingerprinted and officer Johnson came back from around the corner and he said, young man, would you come with me? And the guy said, what are you doing? He said, you have wants and warrants. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, Lord. So there's a little bit of a background check before we walk in the door, maybe uh, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, but, uh, you know, that uh, there again, People who want to come, I mean, if, if you have a Thursday night free, spend eight weeks with us, and I promise you, you won't regret it. I mean, it, you, you get a volume of information. Uh, and then if you want to help us out, uh, these volunteers, they do did a yard sale for us, a garage sale to raise money. Golf tournament? Uh, the golf tournaments, which is coming up May the 20th uh, last year last year had a hole in one one of the players won a subaru car are you serious I, yes yes so i mean uh, you can't get any better than that dennis i mean is it gonna or is it gonna be may 21st this year too or it's what? gonna be may 20th uh may 20th. That's, that's a friday uh end of uh, police week uh oh, okay and uh we we <laughs> had 160 something golfers last year now the cool thing about this is any police officer that wants to play we get enough sponsors that they play free of charge How so cool. it's, it's an outing for the officers and they have a great time and you get to buy strings and mulligans and you know it's it's a a, a friend raiser you know <laughs> how do people apply uh, you can go to explore the village or explore the village.com and there's an application there, or you can come by the police department, pick up your application and uh, just drop it off. And the uh, first 40 folks that uh, make it in, that's going to be the class. And then if you don't make it, we'll put you in the next group for the fall session. Or we may have Officer Johnson come out and serve your wants and warrants on you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Well, actually, uh, we don't use ACIC for our warrants check, Dennis. Okay, well, I'm just checking. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Ricky, it's always fun. It's a blast, and I always appreciate it. But there's, if I can probe for a second, we, we've okay. talked about this just a moment ago. Uh, you know, Randy, we were talking about the dispatchers and all these people. <clears throat> and um, how many years ago was it, Ricky, with Miss Navorchuk? Uh, with Donna Natsky. Natsky, I'm sorry, Natsky. Yeah, uh, it's it's been has it been too ten? long, but not yeah. long enough. But not long enough. Uh, uh, one of the dispatchers at the at the police station was uh, abducted and murdered in the national yes. forest. Yes. Uh, and when you think that crime is out there, it's still way too close for comfort, right, Ricky? That's right, because I mean, somebody that was a family member. That was a family member. It was more than a worker. Is a family member. You know, someone I spent time with every day sitting and talking to. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, that that really hits home when it's one of your own. It's not just a statistic anymore. It's not. 
was her was her murder apprehended yes he hopefully he'll spend the rest of his life in prison uh we do that what's he had a funny last name what was it It, it's kevin duck duck yeah Kevin duck uh was it just some random thing some well i mean there again never uh, mind it's 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 tragic after a new year's party or christmas party kind of thing and right um i would draw the question no, yeah, I, I can't sure. help but think that Mr. Duck was a little deranged here. I mean, she seemed like a completely nice lady, just as sweet as she could be. And uh, anyway, it, it's just. I've, I've got a singer songwriter, Ricky, that I that I follow who hails from Oregon, but he's in Nashville. His name's Matt Carney, and he wrote, he wrote a song years ago. Um, and there's a line in the song, we're all just one phone call from our knees. And those okay. kind of stories just remind me of that. And it's it's just completely true. You know, I've. I've done, I've been blessed to do some city government work and, and work, helped a number of chiefs and you sit and you just hear the stories of officers and you just, you realize an officer is, is just one traffic stop away. Well, that's right. From something that's disastrous, something that we just, I can laugh about getting pulled over for doing 82, but you know, and I'm a guy who's not going to be a threat to an officer, but that officer pulls up and he's got no clue who I am. Or what well, that's right. That's right. And we have to treat everybody the same, uh, you know, and, and Dennis made a con uh, comment earlier about, uh, being here in the village. Well, you know, whether you get run over by a car and killed or, or shot by a bullet, you know, dead is dead. Okay. And, uh, we had a young officer last 4th of July. We cautioned him. He, he was not a certified officer, uh, but we had him posted and we said, you have to be very careful about the traffic because you may get run over. And he, he got bumped. Luckily it, it, you know, wasn't very bad, but, uh, you just never know, you know, when that moment's going to happen. Uh, you know, some of the closest calls I've had in my career was from automobiles, you know, uh, because you know, that big piece of metal coming at you, it's, it's dangerous. Yeah, I asked Ricky one of the very first times we ever went to lunch. I said, just jump, just because we didn't know each other. We were just trying to, to, to just get around and figure out each other. And I said, could I leave here? We were sitting at village Hibachi. I said, could I leave here and drive to Jesseville and not break the law? And, and Ricky said, it'd be hard Yeah, <laughs> it'd be hard yeah. because there's so many, I mean, yeah, we look at the speed limit, but did you use your blinker? Or did you cross the center line? Did you? Were you operating in a safe function? I mean, there's so many details. It's it's just, you know, best to be informed. Would that be fair, Ricky? That's correct. And, uh, you know, we, we need to be as educated as we can, especially, like I say, when you come from another area to Arkansas. Yeah, all the laws are basically the same, but there's a little bit of difference in there. And uh, we, we want to keep the folks educated and, and do our best. I mean, they can call me anytime. Well, Dennis, you know, you call me all the time. I'm always available to answer their questions and I'll, I'll return their calls and, uh, and try to give them the information they need to, to keep them out of trouble. You know. Well, and, and Ricky, just behind the, the scenes, just a little, we've had this discussion when, you know, you and I are talking about, and, and the, 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 the Academy is talking about personalizing the law services. That's not a guy over there in a black outfit that I don't know. That's Ricky. I know Ricky. We've gone to lunch. He, 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 he's going to deal with me straight. I, I hear you talk about the trunk or treat. And I hear 150 to 200 kids have a favorable impression of the police. 
Yes, exactly. That's not how the world is everywhere, unfortunately. No. You know, Dennis, we're, we're people, you know, and, and wearing a suit, you know, and we have a hard job. But at the end of the day, we're people, we're family people. You know, we have a family to go to and uh, we're human, you know, and uh, it's we, we deal with things, though, that a lot of people can't imagine. Uh, you know, we usually when someone calls us, you know, I, I told you this the other day, they don't call us. They have come come have a piece of apple pie, <laughs> you know, because they they have some event in their life that they need help with. And uh, we're the people that uh, when they call, we send someone out to see if we can help. You know, I tell my guys all the time, we're problem solvers. Yeah. You know, we, we try to solve any problem that comes, comes by us. And uh, the guys do a really good job. They, they really do. They, they are problem solvers. And uh, I want to give them credit for that because they do an excellent job. Well, as we wrap up, and I want to just arc it and finish it here as we can. Randy, did you have anything else? Okay. No more questions. Nope, I, I appreciate you, Ricky. And, and you're sincerely. Yeah. You're I want to tell you a story about when I used to live in little rock and I'll make it short and sweet. I used to live in little rock on Lee street. I was, I could hear the monkeys at the zoo when it was feeding time and about midnight to 2am to 3am to 5am. I would hear the helicopter at St. Vincent's. I would hear the lights and sirens up and down university. I would hear Baptist hospital, uh, not Baptist, uh, UMS. And then it's a city. So you hear sirens. And I remember being a a, a country guy. I remember thinking, man, I, I don't care for these sirens. And I remember just waking up kind of grumpy some mornings or waking up in the middle of the night, kind of grumpy. And then I remembered every time they turn those lights and sirens on, it's for a reason, isn't it, Ricky? That's right. Somebody's having a bad day. Somebody's yeah. having a bad day. And either, on either side, somebody's in danger. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I'm certainly by no, by no standards, the example or the exemplary example here. But I did. I learned a little tool. And that is I prayed myself back to sleep. And I would say, dear Lord, whoever they're going to see, bless them. And whoever they're coming is coming to see them, bless them. Because whoever's on either side of that stick has a rough night or a rough day. Yes, absolutely. You know, and, uh, you know, I, I tell everybody when you encounter officer and he seems a little bit uh, unfriendly, you never know what he just left left from. I mean, so yeah. keep that in mind. We're, you know, we're, we're all humans and, and things affect us. And, you know, we, we do the best we can with what we have to work with. And uh, it's, it's tough. It really is. So, uh, you know, I appreciate all the things that my guys do, you know, the EMTs, the fire department, the dispatchers, you know, we're all in it together. We're all in it together. Well, we appreciate you, Ricky, sincerely. For Hot Springs Village Inside Out, I'm Dennis Simpson. He's Randy Cantrell, and that is Ricky Middleton. And we're coming back to see you soon, Ricky, because we're going to talk about Smart 911. I promise we'll come back to Smart 911 soon. I'll keep your headsets on. (laughs) Keep your headset on. Okay. Bye-bye. See Thanks for listening to another episode of Hot Springs Village Inside Out, a podcast where Hot Springs Village, Arkansas is the star Please subscribe to the podcast. You can do that by visiting our website, hsvinsideout.com, and tell a friend.